Welcome to the Public Speakers Association podcast, where we support you delivering your message through community and collaboration. We talk with successful speakers about how you can continue to grow your business and message through speaking. I am your co-host, Jason Antelek, owner and CEO of the Public Speakers Association. And I'm your co-host, LZ Flinnard, the mayor of Podcast Town. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the Public Speakers Association podcast. And we are so excited today to have another of our Public Speakers Association members, the very talented, friendly, and outgoing, uh, somebody that I just love to model my behavior after because she is all smiles, which you can't see, but you will hear it in her voice, the very talented and wonderful Stephanie Luaris, and she is going to be chatting with us today about how do you want to feel in your body? Stephanie is the owner of Heart and Soul Fitness and Wellness. She is located in Lake Havasu City, Arizona, and works with clients virtually and in person to break down the barriers in achieving individual fitness and wellness goals, no matter what your starting point is. Now, this is not your normal weight loss kind of thing, ladies and gentlemen. Stephanie doesn't do it that way. She, she operates very differently in her approach, her execution, and how she supports folks on their journey. Uh, and you will see that shine through for sure. Stephanie, thank you for being here. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here today and share with you all you know, this is one of my favorite topics. How do you want to feel in your body? I think this is a question that I ask many, many times a day of myself and everyone else. And it's such a relevant topic as a speaker because that authenticity, right? That's kind of that that underlying thing for all humans and, and speakers for sure. Because if you get on stage and, and you don't show that authenticity, people people see right through that and being comfortable in your body and your own skin is one of those things. So let's let, let let's understand from someone with that kind of perspective and that specialty, Stephanie. What does that mean to be comfortable in your own body? To be comfortable in your own body is really stepping back and being very aware having an awareness of how do I feel physically? How do I feel emotionally? Where is my spiritual life sitting? It's not just we wake up in the morning and it's those aches and pains. It's looking at our whole self and starting to really be embodied and present so that we can figure out what is that comfort level? How, how am I portraying myself to the world? And is it authentic to myself? So Stephanie, I have a quick question. Um, a lot of times we can be aware of things like take myself, for example, I am acutely aware that I need to exercise more. I need to eat better. There are a number of things, right, that I'm aware of that I need to do. How do I move from that awareness to action? Ooh, that is a great question. Moving from that awareness to action. And there, there's really two parts to that because we can get spun up in that cycle of I need to, I should, I could, I have to. 
That is just repetitive tapes that we start to play in our mind of that stall us in action from taking action. And so be, you know, that, that awareness of these are the things that will benefit how I want to feel because we, we put that picture together for ourselves. We, we can be very aware of ourselves. Oh, I'm feeling sluggish. I'm stiff. I don't have the stamina and energy I want. We become aware of those things, but what's the action we're going to take to change it? And so often it's that big sweeping action that we're going to throw everything at the wall at once and see what sticks. But how we really move into that is coming back to our motivation of why do I want to do those things? Why do I want to get physically active? Why do I want to change my eating habits? Because there's generally a deeper reasoning in that why that gives us the small actions we can start to take in our daily life that move us forward in that. It's another one of those <laughs> definition things, right? Where we get caught in that. What is it? What does it mean moving forward? Because I, I, Stephanie, you have a different view of moving forward than other people. So what, what do you mean by that? When we look at moving forward, it, and, and I look at it from this very goal-oriented perspective, that's my personality, that's my drive, is there's something I'm striving for. So in this idea of how do I want to feel, I've identified those markers of what needs to change, what I want to work on, and even have broken it down to the small actions of how I'm going to move forward. So to reach that goal, whatever the goal is. So that moving forward piece is taking what you've identified and putting it into action. Why do we keep coming back to action steps? I, it, <laughs> it, it, it's almost as if nothing in this world happens without action. It's so weird. Well, you know, we oftentimes feel like we get stuck in life where we get into that routine of this is what happens when I wake up in the morning, when I go to work, when I come home. We get into that place of comfort. And it, you know, the comfort zone is all right. We want to be comfortable. We want to be relaxed in life. But we don't grow in the comfort zone. We don't change in the comfort zone. Typically, we're not reaching our goals when we're sitting in the comfort zone because we have no reason to do anything else than what we're already doing. Uh, wow. Yeah, we do not grow in the comfort zone. So give me one tip, trick, hack. How do, how do you move? Because a lot of this, as, as Jason alluded to, we keep coming back to action right? We're aware, but how do we act? What, what is your top tip you would say to get to that, that first action, that first step outside of the comfort zone? Because you're right. 
I love being comfortable. When I'm going on a long road trip with the family, I uh, have a wife and two little ones. Yeah, we all like to be comfortable. We like the temperature to be nice and the weather to be sunny and uh, nobody has to go to the bathroom. But in reality, sometimes it's, it's rainy or snowy. The kids are, are arguing. Everybody's hungry and there are, and you know, and it, it's not part, it's not comfortable. So how do we take that mental hack to get, uh, the, take the first step out of the comfort zone? It is what is the one thing I can do right now, right now in this instance, that I don't need any special training, any special equipment that I'm going to go out of my way. What is the one thing that I can do right now? So it might be something like reaching out to a friend and saying, hey, this is when I'm going to work out. Come work out with me or hold me accountable to this is the time I'm committing to. It even something as small as getting up and getting a cup of water is is huge. What is the one thing I can do in this moment that is serving me, that is is moving that needle just that fraction of a bit forward in what is the next step? Because what's the next step after that? And we continue to ask ourselves, you know, I, I did this, what's the next action? I did this, what the next action? I talk about in my own personal journey, I've lost over 200 pounds without intentional dieting. But it didn't start with, hey, let's overhaul my diet and exercise. Let's do all this crazy stuff. The very first thing I did was that cup of water. Fill the cup of water. Fill the cup of water. And really establish that consistent habit of hydration. The tap into a really important factor is the, the, the intention and the execution is really where it's at. It's not about big, gigantic impact and sweeping change. If you haven't done change for a while, incremental small change is actually much more accessible. If you're trying to do some gigantic thing, you know, hey, I'm going to launch a website. Well, you have to get an actual URL so you have to figure out what you're going to call your website first. So you need a baby step. Exactly. <laughs> and then you got to figure out like what you're going to host it on. I, there's a bazillion things between here and there. But if you're going to experience, you know, like you said, the weight loss of that magnitude, there's a lot of choices. There's a lot of decisions and actions combined that create choice between here and, and that happening. And there's maintenance, right? So, so there's a bazillion things that have to occur, uh, and they're not all going to happen at once. And if they did, uh, there wouldn't be much point in being here, right? Like, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, if everything happened instantaneously, uh, this would be a very different planet, and it would be uh, considerable chaos. Just my humble opinion. Uh, Stephanie, for you, what would you say, I, I know a lot of it's internal, okay, and you, you mentioned reaching out to somebody, what would you say that externally was your biggest motivator? What helped you the most 
outside of yourself? I know there's the internal mindset and the motion. What kept you going that was outside of you too? Accountability in more than one place. Because for me, it wasn't just a physical journey that I went out on. It was something that I was looking at my whole self and how I wanted to feel. So it was identifying those areas of emotional health and spiritual growth and all the other parts of our whole self that needed change. Well, there's not one person, one group, one place that can hold us accountable for all the things. That would be like the most amazing world ever if we could find that. So it's really getting the courage and the bravery, and that is a big step, but that courage and bravery to reach outside of ourselves for the accountability we need, whether it's a resource, whether it's education, whether it's a relationship with a person or a group that is like-minded in what you're working on so that you have people that are experiencing similar struggles, they have similar stories, you're not only encouraging each other, you're pushing each other forward, but sometimes it's that kick in the pants we need. And it, it even comes through in speaking. I mean, Jason, you're a prime example of that with Public Speakers Association. You, we have all of these opportunities for growth and improvement, but sometimes we get that little kick in the pants we need to continue to grow in that journey as well. So Stephanie, when you, when you started to achieve some of the goals that you just mentioned, how did things improve for you? My life is 10,000% different than it was in that I have the energy, the stamina to get through the day. I have the desire to, to continue forward in, in, in a life of service. And it's not just going through the motions of living anymore because I was just stagnant. I was stuck. And I, I'm a person that doesn't see change till it's after the fact. I'm great at hindsight. And so I had those people that would start to make the comments. The very first comment that really stuck in my mind was, you look so happy. No one had ever told me that in my life. And when I started to look at it, I mean, you could even see the change in pictures in my demeanor. Like I almost looked dead inside. And so it's that shift of, wow, okay, so what is different? And that's the power of accountability as well. When people can call out the change they see, because a lot of times we're self-absorbed that we're not seeing the little things that have stacked up, that have snowballed, that have changed because we're, we're in the process. We're doing it every day. But when someone else can call out the change, that's huge. There's, a, there's kind of a double-edged sword there a little bit, right? Because like, when we get feedback 
from the world around us we're it's it's almost like if you take it as data it's useful mm-hmm. right but if you embody that information and take it on as as who you are that can be detrimental if it's if it's good feedback that's one thing but if it's critical feedback you know it, it, you know how do you how do you draw that line how do you process that so so what are for you when it when it's good information right and i hit the goal yay right you kind of know what to do with that but how, what do you do with it when it's when it's not positive when it's when it's not in your favor or it's you know the accountability is not a positive thing how do you address that you mean we live in a world where it's not all positive feedback shocker <sighs> i know uh, but what we can do is start to and you 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 kind of mentioned that we have this data that comes in that's positive and negative and you know good bad indifferent all the information that comes into us and it's starting to look at things through this lens of no judgment that we we can take the positive information we take the negative information everything's just data when you look at scientific data there's no emotion attached to it it's fact now is it correct or incorrect that's a different story but we start to compile this data that we're receiving in we look at it through this very non-judgmental lens and that's a hard place to get to because we take things to heart but we can start to discern how how is this information serving me how is it not and it completely reflects back to that idea of how do i want to feel because if we're receiving some of that negative feedback it helps us to look a little bit at am i stuck in the comfort zone again is there maybe an action i'm taking that i can tweak in a different way there's so much information that if we take negative feedback and process it in a different way it actually can be really positive so first let me say wow because you took us on a, a really cool journey and there are a lot of uh, practical tips to take um, people from awareness to action to mindset. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, I, I tease my wife. I, I'd say, I tell her, I, there's a filter on my brain when I'm presented with information. The first thing my brain says is, do I need this information? If the answer to that question is no, then my brain shuts off and I ignore it. <laughs> so those are really good point, uh, points of, uh, awareness and action. So, uh, Stephanie, so Thank you so much for your your time and the information that you have provided. If people want to reach out to you to say hi or to learn more about what you do, how can they do that? The easiest way is to get direct contact information is to go to my website, stephanieunderconstruction.com. But if you search my name, my business name on just about all the social media platforms, you're going to find me. I don't want to go through all the different screen names because a few of them are tweaked a little bit, but 
you, you can find me on social media. My DMs are open, but the easiest way to get that direct contact information is my website, stephanieunderconstruction.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Public Speakers Association and how you can be part of our speaker community and the amazing opportunities we provide, please visit us at publicspeakersassociation.com. You can also hop on my schedule to chat with me personally about how Public Speakers Association can support you in your speaking business and career. And if you're a speaker and would like to learn more about leveraging the power of podcasting to broadcast your message, pay us a visit at podcasttown.net.